Hey, 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 welcome back to Chronic But Iconic. So glad to have you here. It's so exciting and new series and new things to dive into. So I'm so glad you're joining me. We are now on series four, it's crazy. But let's talk all things chronic illness. So glad to have you back. Hi, Courtney. Hey Sophie, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for being on Chronic But Iconic today. I'm so, so excited to have you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me and for, you know, responding and everything. You know, it's great. It's such an honour. No, thank you so much. So I kind of want to hand over the floor to you and just let you introduce yourself and just like open the floor up basically because you've got so much to cover. And, and I really, really want, because it's going to be so, so powerful, your message. So I really, really want you to portray it from yourself. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, my name is Courtney Ng. I am from Toronto and I'm the co-founder of Hope for Taxia, which is a grassroots organization. And we raise uh, taxi awareness globally. Fab. So essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, so essentially, um, I have a taxi. I have autosomal recessive cerebellar ataxia type one. I know it's a mouthful, um, but essentially, what it is is a taxi is a large term that describes a group of any life-altering progressive neurological disorders. So it's it's really damaged different parts of the nervous system yeah. um, that can cause ataxia. And it can cause things like impaired balance, coordination, and speech. Um, so a lot of time, people, because they have the slur speech and balance issues, they're, uh, they might appear drunk-like. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so there's many types of ataxia. There's over 70 types of different types of ataxia. Oh and it's a rare disease. Yeah. Um, so there's thousands of different rare diseases out there and a taxi is just one of them. So I'm really thankful that you've given me this platform to talk about it because not a lot of people know what it is. A lot of time people can be misdiagnosed. A lot of the yeah. symptoms are similar to other, other conditions um, like Parkinson's or MS. Yeah. So a lot of times people are misdiagnosed or they're undiagnosed. And that's why this so, was so powerful to me because it was kind of the same with Lyme disease. You know, it mimics so many other different things. And I'll yeah. hold my hand up and be, you know, upfront about this. I didn't know anything about um, your organization and all your work and even it as a disease. And that it that's why it's, I felt it was so, so important for you to come on because I could relate and I know the difficulty of getting a diagnosis, feeling that you're not listened to, feeling that you're going a bit crazy because you don't know what's going on in your body. And it's, <laughs> exactly. it's the worst. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it was tough. I mean, um, you know, a lot of time people can be misdiagnosed for years yeah. um, and then they don't have the right thing and you know they're mislabeled and it's really frustrating to be in that circle so you know um I created Hope for Taxi really to spread awareness but also you know to be on podcasts like yours where it's really empowering and inspiring people to to think beyond their disability um and think beyond what they can and cannot do and you know one 
Yeah, one of the mainstays of Hope for Taxi Day is really um, support. So we're not, you know, experts or we're not, you know, um, subject matter, you know, experts and doctors or anything like that. But what we do is talk about lived experiences. Yeah. And, you know, what, you know, what worked and what hasn't worked for us. And um, that's really important. And I think, you know, oftentimes when you are diagnosed, it's like you're seeing all these doctors, all these people as medical professionals, but really what's the emotional impact? A hundred percent. Of everything you're going through. Yeah, and you feel so invisible and you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going on that you kind of don't even want to open up to your support system because you think you're going crazy. So you think that they're going to think you're going crazy. And that is why awareness is so key. And I know you were saying, you know, you're not medically trained, you're not a doctor and, and this and that. But that's why it's so powerful to us as sufferers be so open and raise awareness because that's how people find comfort. That's how people feel less alone. They can relate. They know that this is, you know, they aren't going crazy. They're not thinking this in their head. It's real. It, they are visible. They need to speak up. They deserve treatment. And it gives people the that's sort of the toolbox really to go forward exactly yeah and I think that's so important you know it's 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 like you know I'm diagnosed what now yeah it's really that and you know we're really trying to also reach people who don't have ataxia yeah so you know people with other conditions so like Lyme disease or you know, who might have uh, MS or pregnancies or something else completely different. And because they also might know someone who might actually have a tax and who's just been undiagnosed or, yeah. you know, it's it's really just about spreading that awareness. And I think, you know, we're all in the same boat in the sense of, you know, we're all living with some sort of chronic illness and some sort of disability So it's really about connecting with everyone and be able to spread that message. Yeah, and like you were saying, you know, when you get diagnosed, it's almost like, right, I'm diagnosed now. And it's like, oh, my gosh, but I don't really know what I'm diagnosed with. I don't know what's going on. Yes, I've got answers, but then it's like, right, I need, you know, I need to find a Facebook page or a group. I need to find an organization because I need answers. I need to ask the questions because, I, you know, you feel like you're lacking in knowledge within your diagnosis yeah exactly and the thing is there is no cure for taxi yeah. it's something that is progressive and is degenerative so the so over time it's it's going to get worse um and really there is no cure and there's so many different types of ataxia yeah. there's different symptoms for each so it's also difficult in that sense because um, you know, people might wonder, you know, where do I turn? And what do I look for? You know, I might look really bleak. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's what we're there for. And I think it's for, important at this time to kind of go through maybe the telltale signs of like new symptoms that may give it away, mm-hmm. but also how the symptoms progress over time if left obviously untreated. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. So some common symptoms of ataxia are, you know, lack of coordination, yeah. uh, slurred speech, um, there can be trouble eating or swallowing, um, deterioration of your fine motor skills, difficulty walking, 
gait abnormalities, um, tremors. So it's what it is, it's it's the part of the brain that's the cerebellum that's atrophied. Okay. And a cerebellum is really that house that controls balance and coordination. Um, and as there's more atrophy over time, other areas in the nervous system also get affected. Yes, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's scary as well when you feel almost like your body's out of control because at simple things yeah. like balance, you feel like that mm-hmm. that's something that you should be in control of. So when you feel like you feel drunk, like you were saying before, you're thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm not driving the car anymore, almost. Mm-hmm. And that that mentally is hard to just digest let alone deal with the symptoms yeah exactly and you know I love one of the episodes where you talk about you know I'm you know gratitude and then also not judging someone for you know why it might appear yeah and so a lot of time with ataxia because um you can appear a drunk like it's really non-judging a book by its cover you know, yeah. the person might be going through something and not just writing someone off because of, you know, how they look or how they be talking. A hundred percent. And I think that's what's so sad about society now, which is why I try and raise as much awareness on it as possible, because you're probably very much like me. We've had people who have said very, very harsh things about us during, you know, the times when we have been really, really, really poorly. And you just want to break down and you're like, oh my gosh, like you kind of take on that blame yourself because you think, oh my gosh, I'm not holding it together in public. They're seeing that I'm struggling, but I don't know why I'm struggling. What's going on in my body? Am I to blame? Have I, have I, you know, committed a crime that fate is now punishing me for? And that is why I always try and say, you know, to bring out the inner beauty, compliment people on their personality, their traits, their talents because no we've all got our own problems everyone's going through something and to focus on appearance I think is Mm -hmm. it's kind of a slippery slope yeah exactly I mean I'm going back to what you just said about talents we actually just started a new video series called Ataxians Got Talent it's a play on America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent yeah um and essentially many of us with a taxi have had to adapt our lifestyles yeah so you know we still have a lot of talents quote-unquote talents you know um baking crocheting doing a lot of things and you know we're not just thrown aside because we have a disability and that's what often happens yeah is that people are just overlooked um but you know the purpose of this series is really to highlight how diverse the community is yeah and being able to see you know what we can actually do I think that it's it's amazing because again your self-worth your self-esteem your self-confidence everything gets battered when you become poorly because you feel like you've like lost your identity because obviously a lot of us obviously lose our careers or we lose our hobbies Mm. and things like that and it's really really hard to rebuild and to kind of go down a different road and have like a new focus so I think it's really really important for people Mm -hmm. suffering to see other sufferers 
kind of divert their life and, and rocket it and do something new, do something still fun and start to rebuild their castles and grow and rediscover their magic again. Because illness isn't, you know, a death sentence. It's it's hard. It's hard to come to terms with, but it doesn't define you as a person and it doesn't make you any less great. Exactly. And, you know, um, definitely, you know, highlighting what we can do. And, and like you said, you know, it doesn't, you know, we're still humans, we're still people and we still have, you know, a lot to give and a lot um, out there. So it's really important to spotlight that for sure. Yeah. And would you like to sort of dive into all your current campaigns that you've got going on currently? Because I know that you're doing so much. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's great um so right now um at the time of of this recording yeah. uh, we've got something called a taxi be like which is a social media awareness campaign Love that. So the idea yeah it's 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 a lot of fun actually yeah um, so the idea is that if you have instagram or facebook you post a photo of yourself spreading awareness uh whatever that means to you so you could be, you know, chatting with a friend. You could take a picture of that. You could put, you know, you could be wearing a shirt. You could be, you know, doing whatever that means. Yeah. And then um, what you'll do is then tag five other people. And then you'll also um, hashtag a taxi be like, which is the name of this campaign. Perfect. And essentially, yeah. And essentially on October 20th, what we're going to do is just randomly select two people and they're each going to get a yoga session. So, um, it's, 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 it's adaptable yoga in the sense that we have, you know, chair yoga. Um, but also if you don't want the yoga for yourself, you can give it to a friend, you know, there might be a family member or friend uh, that you know that wants it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, uh, two of these people, um, who are yoga practitioners, they've generously decided to volunteer their time. So they're, giving away two free 45 minute uh yoga sessions that's so good and and I think like yoga is one of those exercises I know that I love yoga and I love walking and those simple things that just move your body but aren't like too much for your body but you just feel like you've done something you feel a bit more fulfilled a bit healthier so I think that's that's amazing yeah, it's great. Thank you. And, um, you know, we, we've been getting a lot of submissions. And, you know, I think, um, you know, the, the key is really is that spreading the awareness. Yes. So, you know, um, the whole idea of yoga, which I thought would be great is because a lot of people who might not have a taxi might be interested in having a yoga session for themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, if we can get if we can really attract people outside of the community as well, you know, it's great. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. Everyone hmm. loves a good prize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's uh, going on right now. Um, we did have a fundraiser that was scheduled, but because of the pandemic, yeah. we moved it. Um, it's called a, da- a Taxi a Burpee Challenge. Ooh. So ABC for short. And uh, we're running that next year. And essentially, for every burpee you do, um, it'll be equivalent to the money that you would raise. So if you yes. raise $5, you do five burpees. Um, 
and we're really working with actually a registered charity. So we are working with the Taxia Canada, which is a national Taxia Foundation Taxia. based in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they do a lot of great work. They do a lot of research, a lot of support. Um, and so we wanted to be able to fundraise for them so that they could really be able to put the funds towards good use as well. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, it's a great message and it's fun as well, which I think is important. So I think you, you're smashing it. You're doing amazing. You're getting everybody involved, which is, which is lovely <laughs> because... I know especially um, when you've got strong support systems, they also want to get involved and feel like they're helping out. So when it's very inclusive, that's that's really, really great as well. Yeah, no, it's great. And thank you for the kind words. And we're really excited. Um, you know, we've only been around for about a year, almost to count up on a year now that we actually uh, formed the group and then, uh, we became an official nonprofit a few months ago. So wow, wow, there is, it's that's an yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, that is an achievement. You should be so so proud of yourself in such a short yeah. amount of time as well. That's just amazing. But obviously, speaking yeah. about already sort of hitting those goals and being a massive success, what do you see for your future? <laughs> what are the goals? Yeah, so, um, you know, we just like to, you know, get better in terms of the support groups we run. Yeah. So we run them every week. Um, they're 3 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, they're open to anyone. Um, and so being able to be better at that, so being able to um, host those better, curate them better, uh, organize them. Um, and then we also have these speaker sessions as well. So being able to um, have really great speakers that come and speak at our support groups. Um, we did that every 14 weeks. So being able to reach out to yeah. having people with higher profiles yeah. would be great. And um, being able to do more more awareness campaigns and more fundraisers with other charities. You know, we'd like to work with charities across the world. So you know, Australia, UK, you know, you name it, you know, we want to be global. Yeah, definitely. Like you're saying, it just helps get your name around the world, really. Mm -hmm. And again, social media, I mean, it gets a bad rep from time to time, but it really, <laughs> yeah. it really is the place to connect with everybody on, on the global stage. And it sounds like you're using it really really to you know promote your organization but also help so many people yeah i mean um yeah i mean with uh, social media it's definitely been great for us yeah in the sense that you know we can you know we have people come to support groups from you know australia the uk and you know even cambodia and we're meeting a lot of different people and you know, it's amazing the amount, the reach you could have when you're on the internet. Yes. You know, there's no boundaries. No, of course not. And that that's probably the reason why you've like grown so quickly is because you have been so present on social media and, you know, people love a good hashtag. People love to go um, and use it for themselves. And once they find someone that's going through the same as them, it's, it helps them so much that they're so, so supportive. And that support, you just, 
It, well, it's priceless. You can't put a price tag on it. Yeah, it's, it's you know, that emotional support is really big. You know, I, I know that, you know, I go through ups and downs and as everyone yes. does. And especially, you know, when you have a chronic illness, you know, sometimes those downs can feel really bleak at times. And so sometimes it's, it's great to just connect you know, and be able to talk yeah. with other people and, and to get that support. Um, sometimes you don't know where to turn. And yeah. so it's really important that we have that. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, because a lot of things do, um, the symptoms, because it's neurological, a lot of symptoms do, you know, go with other conditions like Parkinson's or even MS. Yeah. You know, a lot of time, um we can have speakers from those groups just talk and because a lot of the time they can relate as well um, in terms of, you know, what we're going through specifically. 100%. And I mean, obviously you're taking on a lot of work here. How is your health when it comes to taking on so much work and getting so engaged? Like how are you managing (laughs) to balance everything? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So I'm really lucky because I'm working from home. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm still uh, working my day job and I'm, I'm working on Hope for Taxia sort of when I'm not doing that. Um, so it's just a lot of balancing and I have to really just, you know, prioritize my health. Yeah. Um, I, I, I find that I need a lot of sleep and I have to take care of myself just be aware of my body yeah um but I do find that you know I'm really grateful for the ability to multitask and be able to have these two because I know it's a lot sometimes so um I can still do it right now so I'm thankful for that yeah that's amazing and and I kind of wanted to ask that question because I know a lot of people we have so many hopes and dreams but sometimes we're like a bull in a china shop. We're like all or nothing. And we go all out and we're like, yes, so motivated, so motivated, but we don't take care of our health and then we end up crashing. So finding that balance is just so, so important to be able to keep going and just keep progressing and and succeeding. Yeah, definitely. And I know that, you know, you talk about that balance and between work and your health and life and everything. Um, and, you know, I think I'm still, sometimes I'm just figuring it out, you know, yeah. I'm still on a journey. Um, definitely, you know, I'm on a journey to acceptance. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a, it's a lifelong thing, you know, 100%. To be, it takes time. It does take time. And I think every day we're always learning. So there's always going to be something new that pops up, always new emotions, always new symptoms. And we're never always going to have all the answers. That's the mystery of life. We've just got to try and make the best of it. Realize that time is precious. And yeah, just make life our own. Even if it doesn't feel like this was the life that we signed up for, we only get one shot at this game. And I really believe that we have to make the best of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's a really positive message. And I definitely want to be able to, uh, impart that unto everyone and hope for taxes as well it's yeah that positivity that empowerment and that you know 
that in inspiration, I think it's really important, um, especially when you're dealing with some more challenges. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's, it's been a joy speaking to you today, Courtney. Is there anything else that you'd like to finish on? Um, if you want to contact us, um, you can, we're on Facebook, um, and Instagram, it's just Hope for Taxia, and we have a website, it's hopefortaxia.org. Um, we're always available, so you can always message us. Uh, if you have any questions or anything, you can always email us. We're at info at hopefortaxia.org. Um, and yeah, that's about it, you know. Yeah. Um, I will also like add all of the links, the Facebook, the Instagram, um, the campaigns and things to the notes of this episode as well so people know where to find you perfect thank you so much and thank you again sophie for all of this um it's it's been a pleasure just speaking with you and you're you're a great house and you may feel very comfortable oh thank you well no thank you for being a wonderful guest you've been an honor to interview and such a delight and such an inspiration and that you know i'm so proud of what you've achieved so far in such a little time and it's so exciting to see where you're going to be in another 12 months. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I've got every faith in you. But thank you so much. And we'll speak very, very soon. Great. I will talk to you yeah, soon. Yeah, see you later. Thank you. All right, bye.